Blog Talk Radio. Especially those great people to clean it up after everybody. 
people at the supermarket to keep ourselves our shelves stocked so we can be fed during this pandemic and this slowdown of everything. Uh, tonight's program, as every other week, is brought to you by BioSolar. And BioSolar <clears throat> is a great solar heat, solar panel uh, program uh, that helps you over the next 25 years to keep your cost at whatever you sign your, your contract at, that's what you pay for the next 25 years. BioSolar can be reached there in every state in the union. Uh, they, they are licensed. They can be reached at area code 727-314-6976. And ask for Patrick. He's the owner, and he'll give you a great deal. The first uh, 10 people to call in, as I'm told, um, this week and mention their, our, our program, they heard it on our program, get a $200 cash rebate immediately. Well, guys, it's uh, good to be back with you, uh, Z and Caden. Um, Ty is uh, on location shooting a, a film tonight. Uh, Bob's uh, coming back. Uh, as we mentioned last week, we asked for prayers for his brother. Uh, uh, his brother's not uh, doing very well, in, uh, but he's Bob's on his way back to San Diego and aircraft. So he'll be back with us next week. Another special announcement we want to make is that uh, we have a young friend, uh, Michael Faulkner. Uh, Michael is a MMA contestant. Uh, he's 3-0 and right now. In his last three uh, fights, he's uh, had submission in 39 minutes. I'm sorry, 39 seconds of the first round, 59 seconds of the first round. And if one got all the way to the end of the first round, to the last minute of the first round. So uh, he's uh, Mike is, is uh, having a match tomorrow at the Luminary Hotel down in uh, Fort Myers. So anybody that's interested in, in MMA, uh, might want to uh, drop into the Luminary and see uh, there's 13 fights that starts at 3 o'clock. So, uh, Mike, I know you're listening. Uh, have, a, uh, have a great time. Great, uh, Another great win, I'm sure. Hey, got a question for you. Start this thing off right. What's going to happen with Shakar Stevens tonight? Well, um, I looked at film of both of them, uh, a few fights, and boy, Shakur Stevens has improved. Um, mm-hmm. I looked at Oscar Zadez's fight, uh, and especially against Burchell. He had a problem early mm-hmm. against that jab, with the jab. Um, he has a tendency to hold his head straight up at times. He, you know, he depends on the high guard, which is, he has pretty good defense, but uh, he has, also has a tendency to load up on his attacks. And mm-hmm. if Shakur Stevens uses his jab well and his footwork, then I, I see Valdez having trouble all night. I don't think it's going to be any knockouts, but I think that um, mm-hmm. just just uh, it's going to be a game of hard tag to me. And mm-hmm. Valdez is always going to be it. It's just like that thing. Shakur has the tools, and if he's if he's composed enough and patient enough, then he could go ahead and, and kind of steer Valdez and just outwork him to 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 a decision. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't you know Valdez may try to risk some things every now and again, but uh, Shakur's athleticism and his, his his usage of range and footwork, I think, can can just kind of win him to death. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Kate, I guess uh, here's a question for you. Uh, Mike Tyson, uh, Mike Tyson, I'm sorry. Uh, 
uh, Tyson Fury uh, walked out of the ring last week. He said, yep, I'm done. No more. Nothing's going to get me back in the ring. Now all of a sudden I'm saying there is a, some kind of a negotiation with uh, Francois Magali uh, for a fight between the two of them. Uh, one, do you think that'll that'll happen? And two, who do you think will um, Okay, so if we're if we're talking about like, I mean, Tyson Fury is probably one of the greatest heavyweights of all time, and definitely probably pound for pound top two right now on the planet. Versus um, a probably top three, you know, MMA pound for pound guy in, in the planet right now, and obviously mm-hmm. whatever realm they fight in, um, whether it be mm-hmm. MMA or whether it be boxing, you know. If it's MMA, obviously, you know, you got to go with the dude who's trained, you know, for years and years and years on that, on, on that uh, right. style of fighting. Or if it's boxing, you got to go with Tyson Fury because he's been doing that his entire life. Um, right. But I did see something that they were going to try to do, a hybrid fight, which uh, is something that there's, there's, a, there's a fighting, there's, a, there's a fight club over in, uh, it's very popular over in, over in Asia called One Championship. And they did a fight mm-hmm. versus um, I don't know if you remember him, Demetrius Johnson, uh, the dude who used to fight in uh, the flyweight of the UFC, and uh, he fought a dude named Rod Tang, and that was a um, Rod Tang is a is a Muay Thai fighter, and Muay Thai is basically mm-hmm. MMA, but it's stand up. You know, there's no there's no wrestling, and they did a hybrid fight where it was one round of, of Muay Thai, one round of of um, of of MMA, and then it went off and on and off and on and off and on. If they do something like that, where they have UFC gloves in an octagon, one round of boxing, one round of MMA, one round of boxing, one round of MMA, that would make it a lot more fair. But when it comes to stand-up mm-hmm. technical boxing, obviously you have to go with Tyson Fury, the dude who's been doing it his entire life, the dude who, who's, who's on an unbelievable streak, you know, and is one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean, if it goes, same thing, if it goes to MMA, you know, MMA, he's, he's, Francis is probably going to try to take advantage of that wrestling and bring him down to the ground, you know, get some ground and pound in, even though that's not what Francis is known for. You can't just stand in there and swing and, you know, sw- swing and bang with uh, Tyson Fury. Yeah. So if that, if that were to happen, that would be the way that I would want to do it. But overall, I doubt it would happen. I think the only way that, that w- that's going to happen is if Francis somehow gets out of his contract with the UFC and fights independently, you know? But mm-hmm. I don't think Dana White's going to let that happen. Yeah. Zeke, what do you think? Caitlin mm-hmm. um, K- uh, said it very, very well. Uh, I- I'm, I'm, it- it's, I don't know about the hybrid part, just because if you do a round of uh, – Either one on one off, then you're more than likely whatever you start with, that's what you're going to end. If they start one round on boxing, I don't think it's going to make it to round two. If they start round one with MMA, not going to make it to round two. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, I mean, I could, I would like a hybrid to where it, it's, you know, some maybe takedowns included to to a degree, to where you know what I mean. You have to employ boxing, but. Like if we get to you know to maybe if there are points for takedown, uh-huh. and maybe the scoring should be more MMA ish to a degree also, just because boxing scoring, it, it it 
I, I don't. I, it's some things that you can manipulate with boxing scoring a little more than me than MMA. Um, but that's more a question for, for the judges. As far as technical, they would more than likely box. It would be a straight boxing match just because that's where the money would be at the, at this point in time. Um, people, I don't think they would be you know, suddenly sold with a hybrid fight. But, um, I mean, it, you know, for Tyson Fury, he's retiring, but put $100 million on the table, and he'll fight anybody. I mean, that's, that's how that goes. Uh, so if the fight's big sure. enough, and if it's made to be big enough, even Dana White might bend a bit to get a piece of that cake, as he did with Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. So yeah. I mean, money talks. With this, money talks. Yeah. And if the yeah. hype is built up big enough, and if they can, you know, sort of, if the numbers match, then everybody's going to get on board. So I, I can't right. really, uh, I mean, I, when I see it, I'll believe it. But it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even uh, Eddie Hearn said it was. I don't know whether he's kidding or not, but he said in a, tra- a trade this week that uh, he'd fight Jake uh, Jake Paul for uh, ten million. Mm-hmm. He probably wouldn't last any longer than I would. About three seconds in the, in the ring, but he'll give me ten million dollars. I'd go in there. Shoot, <laughs> <laughs> Last week, uh, UFC had a, uh, a good night with uh, Jessica uh, uh, Andrade uh, tapping out uh, Amanda Nunes. Uh, what do you think of that? Um, yeah, so last okay. week we had um, Amanda Lemos versus Jessica Andrade. And honestly, the finishing that was very surprising. These are two, I mean, these are two, two women who go in there and they, they, they shoot for knockouts and TKOs. You know, and when when she got that first round submission, um, that was it was it, honestly I was I was like I was actually kind of disappointed in myself because I remember guessing that that, um, that that they were both finishers and some and I, I I said something along the lines of that, but um, and the co name was my boy Clay Guida and sadly you know he's just getting way too old you know his mm-hmm. he doesn't have a lot of miles left. Uh, a lot of fights left in him. I think he should retire soon because he just got. Um, he also just got submitted in the first round, and that was. I think it took like three minutes for him to just grab him and then take him to the ground, and the fight was over. Um, and that was uh, Claudio Puedes who who um, who submitted him, and that guy. I, I say what that guy has a has a bright career, and he's uh, he's a guy I think y'all should definitely look out for in the future. Um, he goes in there. He does it very swiftly. Obviously, he's going into one of the hardest divisions in in the UFC, lightweight division. Um, and you got so many big names in that division. So, will he make it past top ten? I don't know. We'll have to see. But he, is he a top ten talent? Is he is he top fifteen talent? I think so. Um, mm-hmm. and then obviously, you know, the main event, uh, Jessica Andrade versus Amanda Lemos. You know, obviously ended in submission, and you know you look at you look at both of their their fight records, and you see very little submissions from both of these from both of these fighters, and um, again it's a very surprising surprising night. And uh, tonight we have the the Rob Font versus Marlon Vieira main event, and the Andre Arlovski versus Jake Collier uh, co-main event, and um, and 
Yeah, so we start on the the co-main, you know, Andre Avlovsky, where he's like he's like forty five years old. I mean, he's yeah. been in he's been in the UFC since two thousand. His UFC debut was a prelim card on UFC twenty eight in in, in two thousand. Um, but is is he is he like Clay Guida? Not really. He's still going in there. He's still winning fights. He's on a five fight win streak right now. He's forty five years old, or like forty three. Some see something close to that. Um, and he's fighting a dude named Jake Collier, who's you know he's he's not a very small man. Um, you know you get that a lot in the heavyweight division. Uh, this is this is a big this is a, a big guy and he's six foot two, two thirty. Uh, his reach is about um, like, I think it's like I feel like seventy seventy something inches. Um, and who I got to I think I got I got Andre Ovalski probably by probably by decision round three. Um, I think that if he just wears him out enough, then you know those big guys get tired, especially especially anything round past round two. Um, so if he can just wear him out long enough and just keep up with the jab, you know, keep him at distance, don't let him don't let him grab him, you know. I think he can definitely manage him and and definitely win that fight. Uh then we have Marlon Vieira versus Rob Font. You know, Rob Font has that amazing jab that um he's really known for, kinda of like how Justin Gaethje is known for his leg kicks. Um, Rob Font is, is great with his jab. So and he's against Marlon Vieira, you know, someone who's you know, also no stranger to the fight game. He's been in the fight. He's he's fought, he's fought in the UFC since 2014. Um, but he's he's a guy that can really do it all. If he wants to submit you, he'll submit you. But he's he has power too. He he will he will. You know, he beat uh you know, he beat Sean he beat uh Sean O'Malley, he beat Frankie Edgar, um and he's coming off of a. He's coming off a two-fight win streak. He won every single fight that he fought in in 2021. I don't know if you if you guys remember that the picture of Frankie Edgar's face when he got front kicked by Marlon. It, was, it looked pretty disgusting. Um, but if if Marlon can get under the jab and you know you know up in up in Rob's face, then it's it's going to be a very difficult night for Rob Font to fend him off, which is why I have um, Marlon Vieira uh, round three TKO. Good, good. Hey, see, uh, last week uh, uh, on in Bellator, Cyborg retained her title uh, with a uh, tap out of uh, Arlene uh, Benavido. Um, now, I, I see all this this stuff about you know how good she is and everything like that. Now the trades are saying she's looking to actually get a fight with a man. Um, and I know you've told me about her training, how she trains with guys and, and tears them up. What what's the, what would you think? Uh, who do you think would be an opponent for it, and how long would it last? Um, that's hard to say. That's hard to say. Um, one thing is, uh, Cyborg, she 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 has a style that she she's ultra aggressive. She, she's ultra aggressive. Mm-hmm. She has. Technique. She has all the technique in the world. She's a very clever fighter. Um, but with that said, she she's not in there to play around. She's not in there to deal with a whole lot of technique a lot of times. She she's she's in there mm-hmm. to kind of more or less get the fight over with. Uh, I like Cyborg, but as I'm saying now, age. I mean, and, and as Caden uh, was referring to, like Clay Guida, he. He's a guy um, 
he, he's exciting, exciting fighting style. But the older you get, the less exciting you can, you're going to be. That, that's just a fact of life. Um, Andre Orlovsky, heavyweights, the age carries better the heavier you are. That, that's, that's how it is, especially in the fight game. Um, Cyborg, she, it's all about how she's going to be matched up. And you're talking about fighting a guy. Uh, wait for wait, I wouldn't put her in with a young stud that's at the top of or, or that's rising up. I wouldn't do that just because. I mean, you could put a, a, a younger woman in there with her, and that may give her trouble. A woman that's slightly bigger than her, that might give her trouble. A woman that has some some sort of experience. Because in Bellator, I, as I said before, I don't see anybody beating Cyborg in Bellator. But mm-hmm. now you're talking about matching up against a man. I mean, that'll draw money, but, I mean, you would have a lot of outrage with it also, you know, public outrage to a degree. Uh, mm-hmm. But, I mean, especially if something happened to Cyborg, like if a guy went ahead and knocked her out, that, that's a bad look. I mean, that being mm-hmm. socially at this moment... That'll be a bad look. So, I mean, and, and that I don't know if Bellator would want that kind of publicity heat to too. Mm-hmm. But if, they, if they're going to do it, I, I would, as I say, I'd match her up accordingly, and I would have an exhibition style to where, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, maybe have, you know, not – I'm really grappling maybe, to be honest. I would be able to see how a grappling match would do, but when you go in MMA and striking, mm-hmm. your object is to finish your opponent. And as I say, that, mm-hmm. that, I don't know if that would be a publicly a public good look for Bellator if something would happen. Or if a guy is sitting and just choking her out. That, I mean, as I, I mean, a fight's a fight. But as I say, in society, that, that's not, that's not going to be a good look. And you could you could mess your numbers up sort of that way. So I mean, we we are fit. We are fit. Now here's the throw up between two of you. Uh, Mike Tyson's got himself back in a, a little bit of trouble. Uh, guy was uh, was bugging him on the plane. Uh, I guess made some kind of remark to uh, to a point where he couldn't stand the. Uh, he just got infuriated and. Uh, and punched the guy, and now they were arresting him uh, for assault, assault with attempt to, to kill because of the uh, unlicensed uh, fist that he has. Um, what, I don't know. With all that he's done to, to turn himself around, this guy really must have uh, said something or done something to uh, uh, make him go off like that. What do you think? We'll do with Caden first. Oh, I was I was watching I was watching the video, you know, of of uh, him on the plane hitting that dude, and you know I think I think um, Mike has really gone a long way, especially from when you know in the 2000s when he was fat and he was depressed and, and everything. I think he's a lot better person, especially than when he was fighting. You know, he was on a lot of drugs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and. Um, and for this guy to come come on that plane and heckle him for I think it was it was like it had to be like fifteen to twenty minutes straight of him just yelling at Mike Tyson. I think for anyone, if if you are if even if I'll, I'll say this to you, pops, um, if 
if you're on a plane trying to just just trying to get where where you want to go, and some guy is just heckling you for 20 minutes, wouldn't you want to slap him too? Wouldn't you want to hit him too? And I get that, you know, he has repercussions, repercussions because he's a fighter, and, and he's not just a fighter. He's mm-hmm. Mike Tyson, and he has the fist of God. Right. Um, and uh, and I, I did see the the picture of the dude afterwards, and he really he really messed him up. Um, I'm still mm-hmm. on the fence about how I feel about it, but I, I am definitely skewered in favor of in favor of Mike in favor of Mike Tyson because I always think of you know what would I do in that situation? I would and I would if I were Mike, I'd probably do the exact same thing. You know, like yeah, you know, I'd probably only hit him once. You know, he did hit him more than more than one time, but you know it's it's you know, those are Mike's decisions. You know, he has to live with them. And same with the dude too. He has to live with his <laughs> stupid decisions. I think the dude just said that he's going to make millions of dollars out of from the insurance or from you know, from the lawsuit. But okay, Z. Well, the first thing I want to say is, um, for anybody who's trained in in the arts of how to destroy the human body. The only reason to use that outside of sanction or sign or mutual combat is in mm-hmm. self-defense, is in the self-defense of yourself and others. I want to put that out there because that's serious. Mm-hmm. That's serious. Mm-hmm. Um, now, to speak on the incident, first thing, if Tyson intent to kill. Tyson, if he wanted to kill that man, he would have killed him. Mm -hmm. I I, I would say, if if Tyson, he would have put the man in a coma if if that's what he wanted to do. If If he had that intention to seriously harm that man, that man would have been seriously harmed. Mm -hmm. Second is this. Um, As I say, I'm not condoning anything, but Let's think of the conditions. Trains make stops. Buses make stops. So you can deal with that more rapidly. You're in a plane for several hours. You can't walk away. You cannot go anywhere. Somebody should have handled that, period. Now, if, I don't know, they said it was a jet, a private jet, however, there should have been some other way that could have been handled instead of Mike Tyson having to feel that he had to use that method. Um, as I say, I don't condone it because you, when, you're like, when you are certified to hurt another human being, that's your profession, that is what you, know, you, you are on paper for, then the usage mm-hmm. of that, really you have to be careful. It's just like a gun. It is, to me, it's just like a gun. So mm-hmm. you can't just go off willy-nilly doing stuff because there will, there are serious repercussions. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I mean, as I've heard, you know, I've heard the tape. I didn't hear anything. I've heard the tape, and I didn't see anything. Um, but with that said, you have to be careful. Whoever you mm-hmm. are, you have to be careful about who you say mm-hmm. stuff to. Because mm-hmm. if you carry yourself a certain way, then things are going to come, I mean, things are going to come back on you. you. You carry yourself a certain way, and you're going to do that every in every circumstance. If you're doing that, then there's going to be a few circumstances where it's going to come back to bite you. 
You can't talk mm-hmm. crazy to certain people and think that they're going to sit there and take it. I mean, not everybody mm-hmm. functions the same. And not everybody's thought process is totally rational, going both ways, going both ways. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the guy, I mean, if he's drunk, he's just, he, he is out of line. But at the same time, sure. it could have been handled. As I say, the use, when, you're, when you are certified in that, that to me is not the correct way. I understand the conditions, mm-hmm. though. It's like being in a submarine. You you cannot step out of a plane to catch a breath of fresh air. You cannot get away from right. you know, that situation. So mm-hmm. I understand I understand totally, you know, the mindset of listen, I can't go anywhere with this guy he keeps going on at me. He this has to stop. And he mm-hmm. did he stopped them the way he knows how. So yeah, right. I, I mean I mean that. So when it gets down to that, I, I just hope mm-hmm. it, it, you know nobody's seriously hurt. Nobody's hurting. Right. Seriously hurt going on. So I just hope that mm-hmm. you know it's not anything that's going to really, you know, the the, the the charges should go accordingly to a certain degree. You have to look at both sides. I think the charges should go accordingly. No, I mean not how they're right. going, just according to the circumstance and what happened. You have to do everything. Yeah, you have to understand that uh, when the officer arrives, uh, first thing in his mind is he's running through uh, what the what the charges are. He talks at those sides, and then he, he will put down maybe four charges. Now it goes back to the state's attorney, the attorney general, or whatever uh, district attorney, whatever you have, and they make up their mind whether there is enough law to back it up, is there enough case law to back up each of the, of the uh, charges? And that's how they uh, that's how they end up with the, the final charge. So all five will come down to, I'm sure, just a simple assault, um, assault and battery, uh, and he'll get some kind of a um, reprimand, he'll get uh, a fine and, and possibly uh, some probation or some supervised, uh, which means, you, you know, you just have to go see a, a a physician, uh, a, a psychologist, and, or somebody like that. Absolutely, that, and don't be surprised if the other guy he he catches uh, some charges too for provocation. Right, he will. I mean, you can't you can't go around the, you know just insulting people and talking you know provoking people. I'm sorry, Butch. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah, that's it. you're right. Uh, he he'll, he will be charged with uh, simple assault. And then he'll be charged with the assault with uh, uh, assault and battery. Uh, so it's, it's a two-way street. Uh, so the, the state's attorney or whoever it is will uh, will then uh, work it out between the, the two parties. But uh, Z, tell me about Katie Taylor tonight. Uh, she's going to turn me into Soriano. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't hear about that. I didn't hear about that one. Yeah. Uh, Katie, I, I mean, Katie Taylor, she's she's good, but she's she's getting up there a little bit too. Um, and I mean, the game the game is changes. The game's getting younger. So we'll, I mean, I like seeing her. She has a she has the dog in. Katie Taylor has the dog in. But I mean, it's going to come a point in time where I mean, is the competition is going to just only get better? Older you get. Competition gets better because of you. 
or because you're just, you know, because you're getting older and, you know, you're beginning to, you know, kind of go down to the level of your competition or just simply the competition mm-hmm. gets better. I mean, that happens mm-hmm. in the game. You, know, you have those, those young star coming up, a few young stars coming up. Look around the lightweight in the, in, in the, uh, I'm talking around a feather in the lightweight division. You know, in the junior mm-hmm. welterweight division, you have a whole bunch. We have young stars going to fight tonight. So I mean, you, mm-hmm. you just can't be. You know, the older you get, I mean, the, the competition is just going to be better until it is better than you. <laughs> and Katie Taylor's mm-hmm. been doing this for a while, and she's been doing it well for a while. So we're okay. going to see. Okay. Kenny Keaton, what do you think about uh, T.J. Uh, Dallinshaw? Uh, he's he's rolling up. He wants a title fight. Uh, he wants to win this title, and then he wants to have a, a revenge fight with uh, Sajayo. He feels that he was robbed on that fight. What what, what do you think? Um, I I think it's a obviously I think it's a great I think it's a great idea. Um, you know, Aljamain Aljamain Sterling actually called out T.J. Dillashaw when he beat. Uh, Peter Yam uh, after the fight. Mm-hmm. He, I, I forget what exactly he said. I just remember him calling out TJ. And I think TJ was in the crowd. He was like, yeah. Uh, you know, he want, he wants this mm-hmm. fight. You know, TJ was out of the fight game, I think, for two years. And he got suspended. I think it was for um, it was something about steroid violation or, or some sort of performance-enhancing drug. Um, but uh, he got, he got uh, suspended for about two years. And he is just now coming back, and he was amazing when he was when he was still here, you know when he was when he was still when he was still fighting. You know he was probably one of the best in that division, if not the best in the division. Um, and you know with the return of the return of TJ, I think there will be a new there will be a new champion. You know TJ Dillashaw is a lot mm-hmm. different um, than anyone uh, Aljamain has fought before. You know maybe not. Stylistic wise, but mindset wise, one hundred percent. I don't think a lot of I don't think a lot of guys, especially in the UFC, has the has the fight mentality of of TJ Dillashaw. He goes out there, he gives it his all, and I don't think that's I don't think that's one hundred percent what what um what Aljamain does. You know, I I don't you know Aljamain Sterling is not really my favorite fighter in the entire world, but you know he you know he he did he did. The impossible to to a lot of people. You know, he beat he beat Jan. You know he's he's the he's the real champ of the of the of the bantamweight division. And um, I think if this fight against uh, Dillashaw means a lot because I think to every champion, uh, to I think for themselves, you know, to actually be to become an actual champion, I think they what, what goes through their minds is well, you know, I'm not a champion until I defend it. You know. And this will be right. his first title defense. I, I mean, you can call you can call his fight with Piriani a title defense, but you know, I, I don't really count it, and I don't think he counts it either. Um, but this fight against TJ will be it, it's it's going to be spectacular. And you know, I've gained a lot of respect for 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 Aljamain, especially his last fight. You know, he he shot for 22 mm-hmm. takedowns against Piriani. I think that's the only reason he really won. Is because of how many points and how much, how many, how much control, you know, how many minutes of control he had on the ground. You know, he didn't obviously, you know, he didn't get all of those takedowns, but he got, I think he got at least three of them, or, or maybe four, maybe two of them. 
which is still it's which is bad. You think about twenty two takedown attempts. Um, but once he got him down, he stayed down, and that's really the only thing that matters. You know, it's not really um, the takedown that matters. It's you know if you get him down and you and you keep him down there, you know, control the minutes of control really can can gain up a lot of points, especially on the the card, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the judges card, and you know that's how he won the decision. Mm-hmm. And then he called out TJ, and then TJ, you know, I would like to fight him. I just, I just don't know um, how that fight would play out because there are definitely, there are definitely a, a lot of other uh, fighters, especially at the bantamweight division, who, who are very title thirsty. You know, that's that's one of mm-hmm. the most competitive, just um, one of the most competitive uh, weight classes in the sport. Um, right. And. Uh, Yes, I, I would. I would really just love to see when that fight um, happens, and you know, if they would actually, if if that is who Aljamain Sterling's next opponent is, uh, you know, the fans want it, and you know, Dana does have sadly a, a kind of poor track record when it comes to giving the fans what they want. You know, this whole with this whole Nate Diaz situation, he's not giving Nate Diaz a fight. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to see how that fight plays out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, Z, we were talking a, a few minutes ago about uh, uh, things going wrong in fights. Uh, Dylan White now is crying, uh, saying that uh, his KO by Fury was illegal, and he wants a rematch. Uh, now, you teach uh, uh, boxing, and you, you, you coach. Tell us, what, what the hell does that mean? It means that Dylan White lost, and he's uh, a little bit bitter about his loss. He doesn't like the way he came in. Uh, he doesn't like what mm-hmm. happened, and that happens. That happens. Sure. I mean, it, 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 what, what, what it seems is nowadays sportsmanship is different. <laughs> Where back in the day, it, it, mm-hmm. I mean, you didn't have all these, you know, public, you know, I lost because of this, and if it wasn't because of this, I wouldn't. I mean – you lost. It, it was clear to see mm-hmm. that you were losing. It was, it was wearing you down, and it was going to happen eventually. Uh, what sure. I so I mean, it, it's it, you know, and that's what it is. It's, it's a bit of bitterness to me. Um, it, mm-hmm. it wasn't illegal. I mean, the guy, y'all, y'all mm-hmm. are fighting, and he, he threw an uppercut. He hit you, and it was, didn't look like the hardest uppercut, but it didn't need to be. It didn't need to be. Mm-hmm. He got hit by a very big guy, put you down, and, I mean, you didn't get up. One thing I'm going to say is Dylan White seems to be susceptible to uppercuts. <laughs> I mean, Pavecki was putting him out with an uppercut, almost made him do a backflip with an uppercut. Tyson Fury finished it, finished a tired Dylan White with an uppercut. Uh, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I didn't see anything illegal about it. I mean, he, he he lost the fight fair and square. He went in there. He fought the way mm-hmm. he fought. He lost. I mean that happened. Mm-hmm. That that it happened. That, he didn't have a lack of heart. He didn't lose because of lack of heart. He lost because of lack of conditioning. He didn't. He did not have mm-hmm. better lungs than Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury to be his size has amazing condition, and he's a mm-hmm. very smart fighter. So I mean, mm-hmm. it, it it's it was what it was. Uh, Dylan White went in the mm-hmm. rematch. Not going to happen. He he got where, where's the cause for a rematch? It took him all this time to get that title shot. All this time to get. We were talking about he 
he was the most un, you know, mandatory, you know, out there. He's the most uh, guy who earned the title shot. He, he got his shot, mm-hmm. and he lost. Mm-hmm. You can't just—I mean—he's going to say what he's going to say, but in reality, there it is. You got your shot. You, you lost. You're not going to get that shot again. Not against that guy. You might get, you know, mm-hmm. when, when he retires, the title might be up. Then you can have a shot, you know, at the title, maybe. Maybe. But the way mm-hmm. your promotion has been going and the way you, you know, took you all that time to get a title shot, I don't know if you're going to be in right away in line. It's going to might be right away in line for a title shot. I mean, you still have guys out there. Mm-hmm. You, know? you still got Usyk and Wilder out there trying to, you know, they trying to unify the title. Mm-hmm. He's still a name up there, but you still have up and comers to a degree. But we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Maybe Joshua was still mm-hmm. out there. He hasn't went over Dylan White. Mm-hmm. Katie, what do you think of Sterogini coming uh, up with uh, who's it, Tua Traversa from 913? You, can you repeat that? What did you say? Sterogini's got a fight coming up. Uh, the next month. Oh, Shiro Gone. Uh, you you said you want to fight Kai? You want to fight Kai to Avasa? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Shiro Gone, a very, he's a very technical fighter, especially when it comes to using his legs. He's, he's one of the few big men that can actually, you know, get up there and, you know, really fly in the octagon. And, you know, mm-hmm. so can Ty. Ty uses a lot of them, a lot of them flying kicks, a lot of them flying knees, you know, kind of like Derek Lewis. Uh, but we saw how that fight um, showed out, and that was really the the kind of the the test of Ty to see if he was a real, you know, if he was really about that, you know, if he could really if he could really stand up and and fight with a a top five, you know, caliber guy like Derek Lewis, and he knocked mm-hmm. him out cold. Um, and if he honestly, if he wants to fight Sirogan, and if he beats him, that's we're talking about mm-hmm. a, a a shot at Francis Ngannou. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's, that, that'll be huge. And, um, but Mm -hmm. first he, he definitely has a lot of mountains to climb before he gets to Francis, kind of like Hamza, you know, um, -hmm. this, this guy, you know, he's, he's coming in, you know, fresh on the scene. He just, you know, comes off that knockout from Derek Lewis. And, um, if he wants to fight Sirogan, he's going to have to go in there. He's going to have to change up his game plan. He's definitely going to have to fight a lot more technical because Sirogan is one of the smartest, if not the smartest fight, fight, uh, IQs in, in heavyweight in, in that division. Um, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of the reasons why he lost against that, um, I guess he lost against, uh, Francis was, you know, his IQ was actually kind of lacking there because he was not ready or he did not prepare for um, for Francis Ngannou's uh, takedowns, and that was extremely surprising because, like I said, you know, Sirogan has one of the smartest fight IQs in the entire game, mm-hmm. and if if Tai Tuivasa kind of comes in with that same game plan, you know, stand with him, see if he can survive. You maybe if it's a five round fight, that'll be great, and hopefully it's a main card. Um, to maybe like a, a fight mm-hmm. night or something like that. Um, so hopefully they get the full five when you're in the whole full five rounds. Um, but if he fights him, I think he's gonna have to approach him like like Francis approached um, uh, a Cyril Gan. You know, he's gonna have to. He's definitely have to change up his his fight game. I say I say stand with him. You know, get him into the rhythm of 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 you know throwing kicks and 
and doing stuff like that. And he's def- and I think he's gonna have to change up this fight if he can if he can if he can survive two rounds against against Cyril, you know, and, and put up a fight, put up a good fight, come out of that round and start taking him down, start taking him down to the ground. And if he can get his wrestling up, because Ty's a big dude, you know, he's 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 not you know he's he's not tiny. He might be tiny in in terms of height size, but like Daniel Cormier, he can use that to his advantage. You know, a short little fat guy, he would just get on top of him and, and use, you know, his, his weight to his advantage. You know, maybe put an elbow in his face and just put a bunch of weight on it. And that, that'll really, that'll really mess up. Some, that'll really mess somebody up. And um, if he does that again, if he does exactly what Francis did and, and comes out there, wrestles mid fight out of nowhere and change the tide of the fight, he can, he has an actual real shot of winning the fight and then possibly even getting a shot at at Francis, depending on how how well he does. But if he does lose against Cyril Gaon, he's gonna have to, you know, he's gonna have to work his way back up, and he's gonna have to. I mean, he won't lose as many as many spots as he will because I think Cyril Gaon is like ranked number two, so he won't lose a lot of a lot of you know rankage when it comes to that. But that'll definitely will not look good on his on his resume. It'll probably take him, you know, at least. Three more, three or four more years, just to get even get a shot at whoever is champ at that time. But uh, if he wants to, if he wants to go in there and fight with Cyril Gaon, that'll definitely be the biggest fight of his entire career. And he's he's mm-hmm. proven to show out when it comes to actually putting his abilities on the line. You know, he went out there, he was he you know he got Derek Lewis up against the fence, and I think it was an elbow. It was either an elbow or an uppercut. But he hit him with a perfect one up against up against the fence and knocked him out cold. And uh, he's definitely mm-hmm. not going to be able to do that to Cyril. Again, he's going to have to take him to the ground and he put his elbow in his face, get him real tired. And if he can get get an early stoppage, round four, you know TKO. Um, but he's mm-hmm. definitely not going to go in there and try to submit him. Um, but he's he's going to have to do something to change up his fight game. He can't go in there fighting like Ty Tuivasa. He's going to get knocked out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, uh, Z, uh, Josh Taylor's been ordered to fight uh, Jose Zapata uh, in, in the very near future. Uh, what's your thoughts on that one? Uh, it'll be a good fight. It'll be a good fight. Uh, it'll be a rough fight. Josh Taylor, it, he's clean. And it, and Zapata, he's cleaner than Zapata, but, I mean, that's going to be a good fight. Just because Zapata, he, he's going to be a guy who's going to be there I'm not going to say to be hit, but he's going to be there. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know. Josh Taylor right now, he's on top of his game. He's he's one of the guys I was talking about that uh that that uh junior welterweight that that lightweight junior welterweight range. So mm-hmm. I mean, right now he, he he's looking on top of the heat. So I mean, I mm-hmm. like Josh Taylor, but. I mean, there's a lot of competition up there, so we're, we're going to see how, how long, you know, he's going to be up there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, hey, uh, Caden, what do you think about uh, Kevin Holland uh, versus uh, Tim Mearns? That's coming up. Oh, next I month. absolutely, I absolutely love Kevin Holland. He is one of my favorite <laughs> fighters. Definitely top three favorite middleweights right now. Especially because what he did in Vegas, I don't know if you heard about this, 
in a, in a, in a New Vegas restaurant, there was a, a dude with a gun who pulled out and started shooting it. And him and his boys actually stopped the gunman. They actually stopped the gunman and, and prevented him from, from killing people and, and doing further harm to, to people. And that, 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 that shows a lot when it comes to character and, and basically mm-hmm. everything. He has the will of a lion. You know, if he's willing to go in there and put himself in front of a gun and disarm that mm-hmm. man and, and, and prevent him mm-hmm. from doing harm to anybody, um, mm-hmm. I, think that's, I think that's extremely special. And what he's been showing mm-hmm. in the UFC so far in his, US, in, his, in his career is extremely special. He's a dude that I think mm-hmm. is definitely top five talent, but as long as Adesanya is in that champion, I don't think a lot of people are going to be able to beat Adesanya. You know, maybe if Usman wants to do a double champ kind of thing and try to go after Adesanya, but I really doubt it because those guys have such a tight relationship, you know, and they'd rather, I remember Usman talking about he'd rather have there be two black champions rather than one black champion with two belts. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, if it, again, if, if, if Adesanya is still up there by the time, you know, that, that, that Kevin gets there and they fight each other, that's going to be a really good fight. Obviously, Kevin has a lot, a long, long way to go, um, but he is without a doubt top five talent. And I got him. Mm-hmm. And if he's still fighting dudes that are, you know, out of the ranking, I say he's going to win every single game. I mean, every single fight he's he's, mm-hmm. he's going to win against an unranked guy. He needs to start fighting mm-hmm. dudes that are top fifteen. You know, and once he moves up that, he needs to start fighting dudes that are top ten. And if he can, maybe even get a top five fight. And really elevate mm-hmm. his career. You know, if he really wants it, if he really wants to be champion, he's going to have to get things moving very quickly because he's stalling right now. Okay. Hey, Z, what do you think about Ursuline Lura uh, coming back on uh, the 28th of May against uh, Gary O'Sullivan? Oh, man. I, I, another one, Ursuline Lura, he, he's a guy who's, I mean, aged. Age and what I like is that he's refined his game with his age. He's more in the pocket now, catch and shoot kind of guy. Um, more with the contact, but mm-hmm. he's 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 not the biggest junior middleweight, and he's fighting guys. I don't even he may fight a middleweight. I mean, he's fighting guys bigger than for the most part, and. His, he has good reflexes. Like he had extremely good reflexes on the outside. As he got older, he he, uh, he adjusted his reflexes more to the inside. Um, as I say, he's more high guard in the pocket, catch and shoot kind of guy. That mm-hmm. is not always going to work on bigger guys because sometimes mm-hmm. you know what you're catching, it, you can't shoot back on a bigger guy. It, it's that weight hits you, so you have to adjust your your whole body to that. And then you're not always willing to catch and shoot against a bigger guy because you don't want to get hit clean with that heavy stuff. So, mm-hmm. it, 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 as I say, just technically, he could get away with it because he's a master boxer from you know from apparently any range. But mm-hmm. it, I mean, he, he age with age, you know, everything degrades. He wasn't. He, I mean, he's a, he has pop, but Erzlande Laura never was a one punch KO guy. He, he was a he hurt you, 
he definitely had respect in his fist, has respect in his fist, but he's not going to one-punch KO like heavy, you know, the best competition out there. Some guys he'll catch, but most guys he's not. I mean, he's, he's, he's just going to out-technique you. And mm-hmm. the older you get, that's the grade. I hate to say it. I like seeing him fight, and I love the way he's adjusted his game with his age, but as I said, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time, and I don't want to see him run into one of these lions that's going to chew him up. But you keep fighting, that's going to happen. Okay. Kate, do you, uh, do you understand the, the the bravado of uh, Usman uh, with uh, the reason he won uh, his first Covington fight was uh, so important? Um, I mean, I think, yeah, I think it was extremely important for him to win that, that, that first Usman fight that now they're, they've already fought three times and, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and Usman's won every single one. I know the second one was a little controversial. I think a lot of people were saying that, that Covington got robbed that second fight, or maybe they were talking about the third mm-hmm. fight. I don't, I don't really remember. Um, but all were extremely amazing fights, especially, that third one, um, and I think you know even even with even with um, even with Covington losing all those fights, you know he's going up against mm-hmm. one of the greatest welterweights of all time in his prime. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, no disrespect to GSP, he will always be the welterweight goat. Um, um, but Usman goes in there, he gets the job done every single time. And there's not a lot of people mm-hmm. who can stop him at the welterweight division, except you know, everybody knows I'm riding on my boy Hamzat, but he still has a lot a, a way to go. I think he should fight um, Kobe Covington next, actually. And we were talking about this I think, last week on the show about how that how we thought that fight would would play out. Um, but if before anything, you know, he's gonna have to get his gas tank up. You know, Hamzat's definitely gonna have to get his gas tank up and. And, and, and kicking the high games in those fights because he was getting a little bit tired even in that even in that last round of that of, of just three rounds you know he he went three rounds with Gilbert Burns and he was getting a little bit tired but uh-huh. you know right after that first round he has to get a little bit better conditioning if he wants to fight a guy like Kobe you know Kobe is notorious for that for his gas tank you know he can he can fight five round fights and still be the same as he was in the first round you know and. Uh, we definitely saw that against his, you know, first, second, and third fights against Kamaru Usman. He was in there, you know, and I think that's 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 a real reason that it, that it gave Usman some trouble, just because, you know, he couldn't get away from the guy. You know, he would throw five punches, or he would, or he would, you know, get him to the ground, and he would maul him, and and Kobe and Kobe was just came back for more, just, and would just keep on, keep on coming, keep on coming, keep on coming, and. Even though he lost those three fights, he's still proven to be probably the second pound, pound best welterweight on the planet right now, and that says a lot. Even if uh, you lose to, you know, it's it's still a very honorable loss. Um, mm-hmm. But that definitely meant a lot to Usman's career. You know, it definitely elevated him until what he is today. You know, known as one of the best welterweights of all time. So yeah, I think mm-hmm. that was extremely um, influential. To to Usman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, uh, uh, Z, what do you think about uh, 
Charlie Romero versus Tank Davis coming up. Um, it, 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 I think I mean Romero is is good competition. So mm-hmm. it's all one team. It's all one team. Uh, tank is uh, uh, as I say, Tank he fights exactly like the Tank, except the last fight. Um, mm-hmm. Tank, I mean, he, he used his feet more like a jet. He used his feet. Uh, he used outside, you know, abilities, things that I didn't mm-hmm. think I would see from Tank. But mm-hmm. I mean, he showed me the ability to adjust. I think he had trouble last fight. I mean, him winning, he it was a tough fight, and it was kind of hard for me to judge. I didn't disagree with Tank winning, but. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't have really unsatisfied me if I saw it the other way, if it went the other way. Um, mm-hmm. With that said, Tank is a guy that you, you just I, – I, it's hard to bet against Tank because he he gets it done. He's a guy who, mm-hmm. who knows how to get do what he needs to do to get it done. He gets a shot in. Tank could be losing the fight. He could be getting punched in the face for six rounds. But he's going to mm-hmm. find that little crack in here. He's going to find that little thing. He's smart. He's going to find that little thing, mm-hmm. and he's going to get his timing together, and he's going to make the shot matter. And unfortunately for a lot of fighters, Tank hits very hard. Tank hits very hard. Mm-hmm. He's a one-shot guy. So you have to be careful. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful. He's a smart one-shot guy. So, I mean, yeah. if Romero can't avoid the one shot, then he's going to lose by knockout. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, guys, we're at the end of our uh, hour here, and uh, I, re- I really appreciate everything you've done here tonight. And your preparations just out of out of sight. And I don't think there's a, there's a uh, uh, program on the air, either on Block Talk or any other other uh, blog, or even on TV that's as well prepared as you guys are. Uh, as everybody knows, this was uh, a superhero week, and. Uh, Actually, I had four. Uh, the first would be uh, my newest grandson, uh, Bobby, uh, for his kindness and his love for everybody. The uh, second would be his sister, Bella, the beautiful Miss Bella, because uh, she is so much fun, so much gives so much love to everybody. The third would be my grandson, Caden, because he's always on here. He's always ready to go. He does what he has to do without any uh, any applaud or anything else. And my superhero, of uh, the super superhero of a lifetime, is Zito. Uh, Zito is, uh, has always been a, a good family friend. Uh, we've had a lot of fun together, but I'm amazed at the man that he's grown into, uh, seeing him through his childhood. And uh, I want to just let everybody know that uh, if there was ever anybody you wanted to be next to, whether it's in a dark alley or a light alley, or on a stage, it's Zito. Uh, he, uh, he, does, he's, he just is a wonderful person, comes from wonderful parents, uh, and uh, his brother Ty is, is just as uh, just as, as, as nice as him. So uh, I wanted to make sure everybody knew that. Uh, Z, you want to leave us out? Uh, well, first, I want to thank you very much, Butch, for those kind words, and I want to ditto those right back. So let everybody know that's, that's still the same way about you. Um, 
Yeah, this is another wonderful show. I want to thank Caden. I mean, he he he's is wonderful. I, I can't say that enough. Uh, I want to thank all my Fighting Words family. I want to thank you, Butch. These shows are definitely dedicated to Bob, Coach Mel, and Dr. Chris. And if anyone wants to hear any Fighting Words, please do call. Yeah, thank you all for thank you all for coming on the show tonight. It was another great one. And Zias Mose, I love you, brother. I think you're amazing on the show every single night, every single weekend. And uh, I know I got, I got I got some people listening to the show tonight, so a little bit shout out to them. And um, shout out to you too, Papa, for being my favorite person on the show. Thank you. See y'all later. And we want we want to send a a a. Thank you out to both grannies, because both grannies are listening tonight. Uh, and I'm sure uh, I know the one that's sitting next here by me has a very proud look on her face and very uh, happy about uh, how her grandson has, has uh, come up. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this program is brought to you each and every night, and we can grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, men and women of police and fire services. When you're out there and <clears throat> you see somebody in uniform, Please let them know that you know they're there. It's very important, especially in these times. Um, these programs are also dedicated to those who've lost their lives in the line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman J. B. Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Gallup Colcat, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazmans, Sergeant Thomas Bajer, Sergeant Rick, uh, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Henry, Sergeant Tom Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Charlie Condon, Tarpon Springs Police Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Lieutenant George Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, Sergeant Charlie Levate, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department, Officer Patrolman Arnaldo Christman, uh, Lincoln PD, Lieutenant Joe Zerba, Newcastle County Police, Patrolman Josh Myers, Newcastle County Sheriff's Department, Captain Chris, I'm sorry, Captain uh, Matt Letourneau, called up the fire department. Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Fikes, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Artis Pope, Wilmington Fire Department. Patrolman, Patrol Trooper Joe Boyd, Florida Highway Patrol. Patrol Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Chief Al Hogan, Longwood People's Department. Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10 7 at this point in time, and sometime will be 10 10 as a day of the Until that time, when the rains rise up to meet you, may the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly in the fields, and the sunshine light you on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your family always in the hallow of his hands. Good night, God bless, and have a great week. Shema Hezahilma Sona Shenevoratfet Hakuig again, my Elma
Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Hey, Bob. We love you. We miss you. 